What's up, everyone? NFL Week 5 is here, and this is your DraftKings first look lineup. We're going to build a lineup. We're going to talk about different stack combinations, different all the QBs. We're going to go through each position here and just get ready for NFL Week 5. I'm excited. Um, week 4 was pretty good. Actually, I would say it was amazing for me. I almost took one down here. You can see this is the Flea, my favorite big tournament to attack, and got the fifth-place finish. You know, we're working our way to first. Was in first for a while, but uh, Palmer at the end really let me down. But realistically, with this lineup here, Chiga Conquo let me down a little bit in week four. You can see it's a Hertz to Brown stack. I used my favorite um, sneaky play of the week, Nico Collins. If you were following my content this week, you had Nico Collins too. And man, he did what he did. So that was awesome. And we're going to talk about that game and that team and a couple other teams that are really surprising that we have to acknowledge. I also want to talk about the Geno Smith of 2020. Uh, what year is it? 2023. So I'm going to talk about that as well, because in the beginning of the season, we're like, who's that going to be? I now know who that is. Uh, we have the core play on um, Kyron Williams as well. That that obviously worked out, Stefan Diggs. So this was a pretty standard uh, lineup for me. And quite honestly, I'm shocked I didn't take this thing down, but we will get there. We will get there this season. Uh, a lot of great wins uh, in the DFS Army chat as well. Everybody was just crushing this week. So it was a really fun week to be a part of DFS Army and see all those big wins posted. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about each game and the matchup, and then we'll get into, of course, position by position on DraftKings. So let's get started. Just kind of go through all of the games of the week here. And we got the Texans at the Falcons. I need to look up some defensive statistics for the Falcons because I've been enjoying stacking up these uh, Texans wide receivers. And I've, uh, we also have sort of the emergence of uh, Damian Fierce Pierce starting to get some volume. So I want to keep an eye on that team, but this 41 point total is not very exciting for this week. Here we've got the Panthers at the Lions. The Panthers with Bryce Young at the helm, just not a very good team. Uh, not a team I want to be getting too crazy targeting. Uh, Adam Thielen's been fine, but but again, I think his price has risen to the point where it's already kind of not worth it uh, if Bryce Young is going to be the QB. And of course, we got the Lions uh, doing their thing. Uh, I'm really interested. David Montgomery is clearly the top dog on this team right now, running back. And I don't know if he's priced that way. So I like him in this spot in a non-competitive potential environment. Titans at the Colts. Um, you know, last week, my favorite play, the play from this show was Anthony Richardson, I believe, or... Maybe not. I mean, it was between Josh Allen and Anthony Richardson for me as my top QB plays. I'm going to go right back to that um, this week. I think Richardson is going to be a great play every single week in DFS, so we go right back to that. Not super excited about the Titans pieces at all, or their passing offense at all. Uh, Giants at Miami, man, did Daniel Jones and the Giants offensive line look terrible. On my, You can't trust these guys to do anything. I think it's 49 and a half point total is all Miami. We can get on these Miami running backs. Giants defense is absolutely horrific. They cannot sack the quarterback. They are just terrible. And so the Miami side is just going to do whatever they want. Will they throw for touchdowns? Will they run for touchdowns? Can we play Devon Achan? And I'm trying to say his name. I'll never get it right. Um, Devon Achan or... Raheem Mostert here. Do we flip it over to Mostert? I definitely want those running backs in my lineups. Saints at New England. 40-point uh, total. This is an ugly game. Stay away for the most part. Uh, Ravens at the Steelers. 38.5 points. Man, talk about ugly. This is even uglier. Don't want anything to do with this. Uh, Bengals at the Cardinals. And, and this is... 
you know, my, my, is this, this year's Gino guy? That's, that's J Josh Dobbs. Kid's been great every single week. There are some incredible cheapies that we can get access to in this particular game on the Cardinal side. They're just not pricing that passing game like they should. So this will be a sneaky tournament play for me this week. Eagles at the Rams. Uh, it's not quite the game of the week, but it's up there with that 50-point total. We're going to want a piece of this one. Finally, Jalen Hurts in what might be a competitive game. You like to see that. Um, some I uh, love the pieces from the Rams across the board. Uh, I, I like that the Eagles are on the road, so it makes it more likely the Rams play competent offense, and it makes it more likely that this game pops. So I really like that one. Um, Jets at the Broncos. You know, Jets defense in play here. I wish I could trust the Jets running backs because that's really who you want to target here. But I think this Jets team looks a little bit, I mean, listen, what am I going to say? Zach Wilson, for the first time in his career, and I've watched every game, looked like a semi-competent NFL quarterback on Monday night. Will that continue for a second game? Listen, I'm, I, I have my doubts, but a little hope, a hope nugget has bored its way into my brain. And then, of course, the game of the week, Chiefs at the Vikings. 53-point total. Close game. Uh, Chiefs, slight road favorites. This has all the makings of the game of the week. Uh-oh. Boner alert. That's right. This is the one we're going to build around uh, as well this week. So let's get into the DraftKings position groups here and we'll talk them through and we'll try to figure out that I have some sneaky sneaky so basically I've already been putting lineups together for this and you're you're going to probably need to find some extreme bargains as you always do and I've identified a few of them particularly at the wide receiver position this week I think this is a week where QB possibly have to pay up although I'm going to try to identify some potential pay down options and definitely running back we're probably going to be looking at a more expensive one. A lot of the value's gone, and that's what happens in week five in the NFL on DraftKings. They start to figure out what these guys are doing. For the most part, there are still some mistakes here, but for the most part, what are we really doing with DraftKings? We're looking for pricing errors more often than not. That's how you kind of find value. And then, of course, you want to pair that up with, you know, just mixing in the studs and hoping that you uh, fall on the right ones any given week. But finding those pricing errors is, is key to this whole thing. So with that being said, let's get into the quarterback position for NFL week five. And of course, at the top of the list, we got Mahomes as part of the game of the week on the road. Mahomes look like shit against the Jets, but two things, the Jets defense makes a lot of teams look like shit. And Casey was destined actually to lose that game on Monday night. Everybody's out partying with T-Swizz and the whole thing. Um, you could tell that the team was off, and I truly do believe it's you know either the the classic NFL sort of letdown situation where they're going up to such a crappy team, the team doesn't care, and so they're out, and they're having fun, and they're just not as prepared as they should be. Uh, I'm not sure we'll see that again after last week's quote unquote scare. So I think we get KC coming back and being themselves. And Mahomes is absolutely a quarterback to build around this week. Um, you know, at Minnesota, this is the place where fantasy points go to to flourish. So we're going to be on that one. Jalen Hurts at, at the right, another great play, high total game. Love both sides, super stackable. So we could build a Hurts lineup. We could build a Mahomes lineup. 
they're great. Mahomes is going to be with Kelsey. Hertz will be with one of Smith or AJ Brown. So lots to build around. I really like Swift in this game as well. Lamar Jackson actually finally had a good game at Pittsburgh, but I'm not fooled. I think Lamar Jackson is way less likely to have a big game than uh, these other quarterbacks. And you might say, well, he's averaging more fantasy points per game than the other two, Mahomes and Hurts. I don't care. I'm not fooled. Um, Lamar, in order to have the big game, had to rush for two touchdowns. You just cannot expect him to do that all the time. But, of course, that was a blowout at Cleveland, and the biggest part of that game was sort of the shock of it. So don't expect that every week from Lamar. Tua at, at the Giants, uh, you know, I talk about the, there, there aren't too many quarterbacks. We talk about all of these ones in depth because there aren't too many that are viable this week. But two is, uh, of course, viable, but viable in a we're going to beat the snot out of these guys. I highly doubt the Giants will be competitive. So I'll be lower on Tua may, than, than, let's say, a Mahomes Hurts or these next two that I'm going to mention, Richardson and Cousins. And, and, of course, Richardson to me is an every week play. We played him last week. We were a little nervous until the fourth quarter, but this is what a, a player like Richardson brings, even in a really bad game for him, the worst game. You know, it, it's just a horrible game for him, and, and you can tell the kid's super raw. Like, he's going to have his letdown spots. There's no doubt. Like, when he throws the football, it doesn't look that good. But this is the big but. Because of the running, because of the running for touchdowns, he always has massive upside. So um, even in a bad game, 30 points last week, and effectively a nuts play, even though he didn't carry a stack along with him. I'm interested in that. And Kirk Cousins. So we get the home team side, the underdog home quarterback in this game against the Chiefs. Lock it in. Number one, Zach Wilson was able to put up like 25 against the Chiefs defense this past week. That's one thing. Number two, Vikings just play better at home in the dome. That's that's great. Number three, you know, Cousins is pass happy all season long. They don't have a running back who's dominant. There's so many reasons why Cousins is doing well, and I think that will continue in this game. We can build around the captain, Captain Kirk. So we could plug him in. Again, there's so many. There's a bunch I like. I've already started making these lineups, and we could build around any one of these. I'm going to plug in Kirk for now, but... I still want to go over a couple more. Goff not super interesting. Burrow at this point, I'm 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 capitulating. I think it's capitulation season until he shows that he is some semblance of who he was when he was good. I, you know, I don't think the player has gotten worse. I think the injury is limiting him. Uh, the calf injury is limiting him too much. I cannot. Uh, I'm not a doctor. I can't figure out when that's going to stop. So outside of tournament crazies. Let's just stay the hell away from Cincinnati. Let, let's make them prove it. Because I don't think he burns us that hard, even if he does have a good game. Like, there are so many other games. Why bother is, is where I'm going with the Burrow thing. And listen, that could come back to burn me, but I don't care. Why bother? All right. So first of the shocker guy is better than we thought and is probably a legit DFS play most weeks is CJ Stroud. Now, look at what CJ Stroud has been doing this season. And all of this at almost min salary 25, 25, 20.6, averaging to almost 21 fantasy points per game. Now, this didn't come against crappy defenses. Pittsburgh is good. They just destroyed Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh got a good defense. Jacksonville's defense, quality. Colts' defense, not garbage. So he's done this against decent defenses. 
And it's all via the pass. He's not running. He's getting 300 yards. He's throwing for touchdowns. We have to now start treating C.J. Stroud like a real NFL quarterback. Um, clearly, this guy is way ahead of where Mr. Bryce, ready for NFL young, is right now. So I'm, I'm really impressed by C.J. Stroud. But that was not the quarterback, the sneaky quarterback I was talking about. There's another one. Um, Daniel Jones, no one will have any exposure to him after the debacle on Monday night. Kind of a reason to maybe put a few shares in your lineups. But the Giants offense, if the Giants offensive line doesn't improve, he's going to have another horrible game. So we we need to just keep an eye on those injuries on the offensive line. I've never seen anything like what we saw uh, on uh, that was one of the worst QB performances I've ever seen. All right. One more quarterback I want to mention here. And this one's going to blow your mind, but this is the Geno Smith of 2023. And, and I'm going to explain why. I went to the I went into the season thinking Arizona is a dead team, the worst team ever, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. They're here to lose. They pick up this guy, Josh Dobbs, off the scrap heap. Just like be our quarterback. It was supposed to be these other randoms. They pick him up in the last second, be our quarterback for the year. And everybody's thinking they're just going to tank it and just get that um, first uh, number one pick, get the quarterback, uh, get, get the quarterback to replace Kyler Murray, right? That's kind of what I was thinking they were going to do. And maybe that's what the management of the team wanted to do. But what they didn't expect was Josh Dobbs actually being pretty good. And I'm going to show you a couple of things that he's doing that are impressing me. Number one, A, so this is a week where having a $5,200 QB is actually very helpful because all of the other ones that, in my opinion, are legitimately viable are all six, 7K and up. So there is enough savings to come down here that a slightly worse score from someone like Dobbs is not going to hurt you. You know, your a 25 from Dobbs is just as good as, let's say, a 33 from Mahomes or Hertz or, or some of that group. So that doesn't eliminate Dobbs. I want to show talk a little bit about what he's doing right now. Number one, 12 rushing attempts last week. 23.5 fantasy points against San Francisco, the best defense. The best defense. This guy's putting up numbers. 28 for 41, throwing for 265 yards. So we're not getting the 300 yards passing, but we're getting rushing. 45, 48, 55, 41 yards. The guy is running the football. He's using the legs. We haven't even seen. Oh, yeah. Week one, we got a rushing touchdown. But the rushing touchdown upside is there. The team's playing pretty good. There's no denying it. Um, so if we wanted to go cheap at quarterback, I'm cool with Josh Dobbs. And I'm telling you, I will have some Josh Dobbs in my lineups. Uh, Arizona, uh, since the Bengals defense is not a, an intimidating squad, Arizona's at home. And this is going to be a team that I'm actually using in DFS this week. Up is down, left is right, cats and dogs living together. It's total chaos. But here's my thought with this. You know, I, I come into the season with a massive bias against this guy. But he's proven that wrong. So are we going to hold the bias or are we going to adjust our, our opinions and say, you know what? The kid's playing well. And what I love about Dobbs this week in general, and again, I'm not playing in my cash lineup, this tournament stuff, but what I love about Dobbs this week is the wide receiver group for Arizona is very inexpensive, and both Hollywood Brown and uh, Wilson have been putting up numbers and destroying 
value against their salaries. Their salaries have not come up. So we're going to talk about two super bargain wide receivers that we can get as part of that Arizona game as well when we get to the wide receiver group. But for the purpose of this breakdown, I'm going to leave Kirk Cousins in here. He's kind of a mid-link salary, that 7K range. So we're not going all the way to the top, but we're hanging out in that 7K range. Um, of course, where Richardson, Tua, and Cousins are hanging out this week. But again, super happy to go up to Hertz or Mahomes. Hertz probably better, almost better than Mahomes, but like, you know, whatever. Um, okay, so let's talk running backs, and we'll go through the group here and try to figure out who's good. So again, Saquon Barkley, that's probably a pass for me, still coming off that Q tag. Although it's a good spot for him if he was healthy, but you know, that Giants offensive line is really brutal. I, I don't see using Barkley this week and paying all the way up. Bijan Robinson at home against Houston. Yes. Uh, Bijan hasn't quite seen enough volume most weeks to explode, but the kid is so good. Even with 16, 18 touches, he's getting 20 plus fantasy points. Uh, 8, 16, 24. 32. So we need that 30 plus to make it worth rostering him in tournaments this week. But he's got that 30 point upside. He really does. Um, Derrick Henry's been doing his thing. It's fine. Uh, again, you know, if we're going to pay up, he's he's a perfectly acceptable pay up. Had a, a decent week. Has not hurt you for not playing him, though. Even the 27 fantasy points last week against the 7K. I mean, it was fine. It was good. But he did not. He was not part of the tournament winning lineup last week. So he hasn't really hurt you if you haven't been playing him much. Kyron Williams. Kyron Williams continues to get all of the touches for the Rams. And I like the play here. But the QB, uh, the running back I'm going with first is David Montgomery. And listen, what can you say? 32, 32 rushing attempts, even tar a couple targets. He's the workhorse for that team. And I'm jumping on board. I mean... Uh, look at this volume is great. 6,600. Great matchup against Carolina. Carolina team that your running back should thrive against. Don't expect it to be like a super competitive game. So I'm plugging in Montgomery here. There's a couple other running backs, though, I like a lot. So I want to make sure we talk about them all. Uh, Joe Mixon in this spot, just a right for me uh, against Arizona. Joe Mixon's just not somebody who is exciting as, an, as a player right now. But we know that he does have the three-touchdown game in him at least once a season. He will do that this year. Um, and this is as good of a matchup as there is for Joe Mixon. So, you know, if there was ever a spot to play Mixon, salary, everything's coming together correct. Him being priced in the 7Ks was probably incorrect. Him down here in the sixes with the rest of this group is probably where he belongs. And I think he's perfectly acceptable this week. Uh, Kamara, uh, 14 targets last week. I think this is going to continue. So, I think what happened in this game against Tampa, obviously game script was an issue, but bigger issue was Derek Carr out there just with the AC joint situation, not really able to throw uh, for, for uh, deep. And what ended up happening is they just threw it to Kamara 14 times, 13 receptions, only 33 yards. So this was sort of a miraculous score. All things considered, a game flow considered. Can he do better on the road at New England? I think so. Um, New England, a better rush defense in general, but they're not this great defensive team or anything special. So I think Kamara can do his thing. I do, um, but I, you know, it's not something I love. I, I, I actually think New England will win this game. So uh, that, that like hearts. I like running backs from winning teams if I can. 
Um, speaking of running backs from winning teams, Raheem Mostert and Devon Achan. Trying, right? This is the it's a great matchup for both of these running backs. Um, I think it's important to note that neither one of them is getting like a ton of volume, but um <laughs> last week, nine carries or seven seven rushing attempts and five targets for Mostert. I think he fumbled twice. Meanwhile, Achan, similar, eight carries, five targets. So 50-50, but he turned that into a monster game. And that's just what this Miami offense is. They score quickly. They have speed. You don't have to worry as much about volume here. Um, these are skinnier plays than some of these other running back plays because both Mostert and Achan will you know, see lower volume most weeks than what you're hoping for. But this was a losing effort last week. This week, it's a winning effort. Look at what when the, when Miami was beating up on the Broncos, both Achan and Mostert went bananas. What do we think Miami's going to do here against the Giants? Beat the shit out of them, right? So what about these two running backs? Will they go bananas again? I think it's absolutely in play. I think one of the craziest plays of this week might be playing both of those guys together. No one will do it. But we could see another one of these games where Miami just beats the crap out of their opponent and they just run it down their throat. They might even run up the score just to be like, screw you, NFL, we're doing what we want. So I love both of these guys. And Devon Achan makes the first look lineup. We're going to need to save salary. So that's another big part of it. Um, there are more running backs, though, that I want to talk about. And I think we'll actually get another one in our lineup today. Uh, DeAndre Swift. So here's... He's going in. So here's the thing with Swift. I like last week, Swift's Swift's usage continues to increase. Last week, 14 carries, four targets for Swift. Let's take a look at Gainwell. Was Gainwell uh, a perfect split share? Let's see. Nope. You got four carries, two targets. So effectively, what we saw last week was DeAndre Swift elevating into a sort of premier role, maybe the lead back role. Probably as long as we can get 70, 75% of the touches on this team. And listen, you cannot trust the Eagles. They'll change it up at the running back position on a dime. But for right now, Swift, I love what he's doing. I love what he looks like. And he has been tearing it up. So I'm going right back to it. Uh, even in what on paper doesn't appear to be the greatest matchup in the world. Let's talk defense as I like to jump over to defense before we get to the wide receiver position so we can see how much salary we can spend at wide receiver and tight end, right? So I'm always going to look for the cheapest viable defense and um, we're going to have to pay a little bit to even get the cheapest viable this week. Uh, I would say uh, if, I, if I was forced to, maybe the Titans, just because Anthony Richardson, as much as I like him, you know, he's a, this is going to be our cheapest viable. Titans, Anthony Richardson, you see him out there. He is going to be mistake prone. He's going to have turnovers. He's going to fumble the ball. So I think you'll get turnovers anytime you have a team facing Anthony Richardson. I still like Richardson, but I think Titans are the cheapest viable defense for me. Um, you can't play Giants, can't play Panthers uh, at Detroit. Vikings, no, you don't want to take on a defense playing Kansas City. Uh, don't want to play a defense playing against the Eagles. So Rams are a no. Steelers are a no. Eh, Steelers are a maybe, let's call it. I like the Cardinals a little bit here um, at home if we have to pay up a little bit more. Uh, they'll be in my in my player pool this week. Uh, Jets at Denver will be in the player pool. P 
Patriots at home against the Saints, definitely in the pool. I think the Patriots will figure out that Carr can't throw far and and have a game plan for that. So I think the the Saints might be in a little bit of trouble in that game. Uh, Broncos against the Jets in the player pool. It is still Zach Wilson uh, on the Jets. Houston, maybe Dolphins. Yes, definitely at 3,600. We saw the Giants uh, look terrible uh, on offensive line. So definitely going to have some of that. Uh, and, you know, the defenses look kind of weak. So I don't mind punting all the way down to the Titans here. So we're going to put them in there and we're going to shift over to the tight end position. And here's where it gets interesting. At the top here, of course, we got Kelsey and Hawkinson. Both uh, Hawkinson goes nicely with Kirk Cousins. Uh, Kelsey goes nicely with that game as a bringback option from Kansas City, and I certainly like that. But I want to talk through the rest of the position group just to get a sense of if there's anybody else that we can even mess with here or a paydown option. Because if you're trying to get Justin Jefferson in your lineup, there's just no money left for almost anything else. Like if you're going to pay up 9,400 for Je Justin Jefferson, you we absolutely must find values elsewhere to make it work. So again. You know, Kelsey, Hawkinson, both really good plays, right? Waller, no. Paul, Laporta at 5K, too much. Uh, Hunter Henry, absolutely not. Uh, Dallas Goddard, that's okay. Dallas Goddard has not done it, though, this year, but at some point, he's going to do something. Terry Kills, a no. Fryermuth with the Q tag and just been terrible, no. Zach Ertz is okay. So, uh, again, this is a game where I could see the running, uh, the, you know, Zach Ertz getting you the normal... 10, 12 fantasy points he's been getting most weeks. And for 3,500, fine by me. He catches a touchdown. Amazing. The other the other tight end I've sort of identified as acceptable for cheap is Tyler Conklin. You know, he got a bunch of targets last week from uh, Zach Milfson. And I expect kind of another game like this. So another 10, 12 pointer uh, potentially for a, a Conklin. So if we're going to pay down. Those are the names that pop the most for me this particular week and i'm gonna plug in let's plug in uh zach Ertz here and see what we can make work for the rest of this lineup so uh perfect world with cousins in there i want jefferson got 4400 left so i want to talk about two supreme bargain basement wide receivers that are going to open up a lot even potentially open up no, not Kelsey, but <laughs> not quite Kelsey in there. But uh, I was going to think maybe we get Jefferson. No, uh, we could get Kelsey in there, but we'd have to get rid of Jefferson. So I just wanted to see that, of course, does not work. But I have two bargain basement wide receivers this week that are going to open everything up in your lineups. Let's start with Wandell Robinson. Now, you might say Giants offense is boring and they suck and and all of that. Right. And I agree with everything that you're saying. But Wandell Robinson is stepping into that slot receiver role for the Giants. He is their best wide receiver. He's healthy. He's an, a, another game healthier. He came back in week three, only played a few snaps, still got five targets. Then in week four in the debacle was the only player on the Giants team that was really at least mildly productive. And, and they did not raise the salary. So this is what I talk about with salary pricing mistakes. It's not that I love Wandell Robinson. It's that, we have a player here who's likely to get, I'm going to say, five to seven targets with the possibility of a spike to 10 or more. 
for 3K min salary in a week where um, salaries are at a premium. I'm gonna. I, there's a couple more cheapies that I wanna I wanna mention that are gonna allow us to do a lot of different things and afford and and have flexibility in our lineups. So the second name I wanna mention is Michael Wilson, wide receiver, Arizona Cardinals, 3,700. Um, Wilson is, ju is just catching everything that goes his way. Um, Dobbs has stepped up his game. And again, I mentioned that at, at the onset that I think this Arizona offense is more viable than I gave them credit for. So I want to get on that bandwagon, so to speak, or get off of the, the cognitive negative bias early rather than waiting. Right. And so that's kind of what this is for me. This kid got seven targets last week. Um, you know, he had a big game in, in terms of just a big reception the week before. And he's just making big plays when given the opportunity. 3,700, I think that is a good price. And, and realistically, realistically, the other wide receiver for the Cardinals, Marquise Brown, is very much in play at 5K. So with that being said, I'm going to put Wandale in this lineup, and then we'll go through the rest of the wide receiver group and kind of talk through some of these players. A.J. Brown, great spot. Um, of course, I like this game. I'm going to build around it, but I'm probably going to pair up Brown with Hertz. Um, and a week like where Brown is priced up, it's, it's a shame that we can't get like much cheaper Devontae Smith, but that didn't happen. Jamar Chase, again, probably uh, you know, still a fine play, but not somebody I'm purposefully targeting this week or until I see the Burrow is better. I, I need to see that 30-plus point upside because that's what we need when paying all the way up for one of these guys. Um, Amin Ra, again, not the kind of game where I think it's going to be an Amin Ra game. I think this will be a Detroit running backs type of game. Puka, 7,700. Oh, how the mighty hath risen. Puka just keeps doing it. Love this guy, right? On 10 targets, 34 fantasy points, got a 33 and a 24. What more do you want? He's doing Cooper Cup things, and he will continue to do Cooper Cup things until Cooper Cup returns. When Coop, If and when Cooper Cup returns, we got to see. Like, I, I don't know, but it definitely won't sustain both of them. So uh, something's got to give when, when Cooper comes back. But for now, Puka, incredible. Jalen Waddle's breakout is coming at some point. I think the injury is holding him back, and I think that's why he's had such a horrific start to the season. It's coming, but I'm not taking my chances this week. Devontae Smith, also great play in that game against the Rams. Olave, no interest uh, at all with his quarterback having a shoulder problem. No thank you. T. Higgins got the Q tag, probably doesn't play. We'll keep an eye on Tyler Boyd, another cheapy bargain wide receiver that we can use to allow us to afford some things this week. Um, Jerry Judy, no. Garrett Wilson, you know, legitimately viable. I don't, I don't love it, but I don't hate it. The new Milfson, who's less incompetent, might actually be able to support a wide receiver. It's important to note that Garrett Wilson's getting all the targets, 14 targets last week. So he, on volume alone, he can get you there. So I, he is in my player pool, as crazy as that sounds. Uh, Hopkins, nope, out of my pool, not using him. Uh, and Hopkins is one of these players, by the way, that when you use an optimizer or projection model will look pretty good because he is, or he, he is expected to get targets or there's this thought that he's a target hog, but it's a no for me. You don't want to pay for wide receivers on Tennessee. They just don't do well. 
I'm not doing it. He's got no yak. He's sort of reminding me much more of late career Larry Fitzgerald right now. And that is just not somebody I'm paying 6K for. You priced DeAndre Hopkins down to 4K before I'm using him. Sorry, keeping it real. At me. Send the hate. Um, on that note, make sure you like the video and subscribe to the channel if you like this style of content. We've actually added some subscription tiers now where um, yeah, YouTube subscribers can actually get our behind-the-scenes um, content, some of the VIP-only stuff that we do for DFS Army subscribers. So if you're actually subscribed to the YouTube channel, you can get the Players Club. You guys have been asking, so I set something up. I don't even know how to sign up for it. But regardless of that, hit that subscribe button so you get all the videos and all throughout the week, and they'll pop up on your feed and all that good stuff. If you enjoy this type of content. If you don't, fuck you. Um, all right. Nico Collins. Play of the week last week. I'm going right back to it. Nico Collins is the man. He's six foot four. This is what I talk about. Um, between him and Tank Dell, Tank Dell is a fun player. I love him as well. But Nico Collins is six foot four. He's a he's a he's been on the team for a couple of years and he's a touchdown scorer. He's a big play guy. So I think we'll get um, we'll continue to see ping pong games back and forth between Collins and and Dell. But I think Collins will have more of those big games. And he was a really really easy pivot off of Tank Dell last week and obviously i wasn't expecting the 40 point explosion but that's how you win tournaments um zay flowers is in a good spot this week do not be scared to go back to zay flowers all of the wide receivers for this for the ravens are hurt right now the, the remember last week they played cleveland the best defense in the league etc cetera, etc cetera. great defensive team great um uh cornerback play that is not what they're taking on here at pittsburgh pittsburgh is a good defense but not like a, a good enough defense to slow down a team like the Ravens. And I think Flowers is going to eat this week. I really do. I think this is Flowers week. So he will be heavily um, uh, accounted for. And I'm actually going to drop him in this lineup right now just to really emphasize that point. Collins, Nico Collins is great here as well. Um, I identified a couple of names here that I really, really like a lot. Uh, if we wanted to get crazy with Garrett Wilson, I wouldn't even mind. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't mind it. But Flowers is who I'm, I'm sliding in here. But again, Nico Collins, about the same play. Some other plays that I like, even potentially for a lineup like this. So I want to show some alternatives as we go through this. I'm going to show a different way to build this lineup, which I think is super fun as well. So that would require getting off of Jefferson, who is so expensive. He's cost prohibitive. So I'm going to show you an alternative to it. But um, just continue to talk through these Wide receivers, Tutu Atwell, fine and play at 2,800. Not as exciting as some of these other ones, but very playable. But I want to talk about Jordan Addison, right? So let's say I'm still building this Cousins lineup, but instead of Justin Jefferson, I want to do something a little different. I could do Addison and Hawkinson and still have money left over. So instead of Jefferson, I can go stud tight end, WR2, who's going to be extremely correlated with Kirk Cousins. So the TE1 and the WR2, this would sort of play to a not-so-great game from Justin Jefferson, where Justin Jefferson is fine, but he doesn't put up 40, right? Where it's the other guys that take some of the work. So in this scenario, we add 1700 to our uh, spend list, and now we can kind of spend up somewhere else. we got to figure out where the, the, the good spend-up is, I, I guess, but... You could certainly apply that salary to some other position. Oh, here we go. Like if we wanted a Bijan at running back, this is an alternate way to do this. The other possibility with Addison 
that I that I like quite a bit is to go with Travis Kelsey as your tight end. So you could do Cousins, Addison, Kelsey. So a few different ways to build a first look uh, lineup here. There's I, I really like a lot of the spots this week. So I think it's going to be really a lot of fun to build different variations of these lineups where I think we're going to be able to lean on Wandell Robinson as a solid punt play. Uh, Michael Wilson, another solid punt play. And of course, um, here, let me let me pull up. I can't quite get to it in this lineup, but um, if if forced, I think Tyler Boyd is another one that will be one of my go-to punts for the week. So with that being said, yeah, let's put let's just plug these back in how we originally had them. I'm gonna go with Jefferson and um Zach Ertz down here. And we'll call this uh, a lineup. We have $600 left over to improve our defense. Cousins, stack, no bring back. But we also got a bunch of ways to bring it back. All right, that's going to do it for the NFL Week 5 First Look lineup. Hit that like button. Subscribe to the channel. And if you're not subscribed at DFS Army yet, promo code GEEK gets you 10% off. You could do an NFL only. You could do an NFL season long. Gives you 12 months of DFS Army NFL off-season content, uh, Dynasty, all that good stuff. Uh, or if you love DFS, of course, there is no better place to be than DFS Army, our Discord, our incredible tools, the Domination Station Optimizer. People taking down tournaments every single week. We took down, I, I think I saw seven takedowns and different contests on FanDuel and DraftKings and the Sunday Night Showdown. We are crushing showdowns like never before. The Domination Station Optimizer, I believe, is the absolute best in the business at taking down showdowns. I just don't see any other... Uh, any other tool as successful as our tool has been for that. So um, if you like showdowns if you, uh, or, or main slates, uh, again, did pretty good in the flea. Uh, we've been taking down main slates as well. So our tools are home built. They are designed by players for players. Hope you like it. And I hope to see you guys on top of the leaderboards.